0: This episode and all of our South by Southwest coverage is brought to you by Vimeo, the new home for 360 video. Hey everybody, this is John Fusco, and you're listening to the No Film School Podcast. Before Ramblin' Freak, Taco Deli employee Parker Smith had made only one movie featuring sound. The three-time film school dropout was stuck between a rock and a hard place after realizing his internship at the Austin Film Society was little more than the theater job he had left in Boulder, Colorado to make a name for himself in Texas. This was just enough motivation for him to write out a budget on the back of a receipt in the kitchen at Taco Deli, purchase two archaic Panasonic DVX-100Vs, and start production on his remarkable documentary, which premiered at South by Southwest last week, in the Visions section. Now, the task of making the first feature is a daunting one. Some would certainly think that filming it entirely alone should make it a hundred times more difficult. For Parker, however, being the only member of his film crew provided him with exactly the freedom necessary to experiment, learn, and shoot his movie right. In Ramblin' Freak, Smith captures himself journeying in a van across the country to find legendary bodybuilder Greg Valentino. Valentino's story, his arms exploded due to overuse of anabolic steroids, merely sets the stage for the real heart of the film, Parker's deeply personal self-reckoning with his twin sister's lifelong battle with EB. Victims of epidermolysis bullosa lack a critical protein that binds the layers of skin together. Without this protein, the skin tears apart, blisters, and shears off, leading to severe pain, disfigurement, and wounds that never heal. There is no known cure. I sat down with Parker at South by Southwest to learn how he pulled off making a movie about a guy who doesn't know how to make a movie. From watching five documentaries a night rented out of a local video store to finding a producer through Instagram, he provides us with insight into the art of learning as you go. Hey everybody, it's John Fusco and I am here with Parker Smith the director of Ramblin' Freak. Uh, Hey, Parker, how you doing? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me here. Cool. Um, Let's just get right into it, because you are really sort of um, what a lot of our readers are, uh, sort of an autodidact and uh, a person who really didn't have very many resources, but did whatever he could to make his film happen. And now you're here at South by Southwest and your movie... Just premiered last night. Yeah. Um, so let's. I guess I would start out by asking. You know, when did you realize that you first
1: wanted to start making movies? I remember like I was looking at colleges and I wanted to go like be like a writer or something like that at college, and I didn't really know what to major in. And then I was touring uh, University of Oregon, and they were like, "Oh, we have a new film program," and I was like, "Holy shit! I can go study film in college. That's like a thing I can actually do." Um, and I ended up going to University of Colorado and doing film there, and it's like a really like experimental film school, uh, like like Stan Brakhage kind of stuff. Like uh, like narrative is like a dirty word at this school, um, which I think explains my movie a lot because it's like you know. I don't have a, an actual education. <laughs>
0: well, wait, so let's, uh, let's ask, I'll ask you about that sort of like what drew you to that exper- experimental
1: uh, nothing, form? No, no, nothing. No, <laughs> just, I just, I, I, I lived in Boulder yeah. in, in high school and oh, okay. I just sort of I, for my senior year. And so I just sort of went to see you because it was a film program and it was the only place I applied. And then you get there and the orientation at the orientation, you've already paid your first semester's uh, shit. And they're just <laughs> like, uh, by the way, this this is like this is what he said. He's like, this is not like an authentic film school. This is very experimental. He's like, and nobody. He's like, hardly anybody comes out of this thing and gets a job. Weird. Yeah. Like, I uh, <laughs> <laughs> are like, we're all sitting there. We're like, uh, what? Yeah. And then they sort of, you know, and I, I mean, I'm not angry or anything about it, but I did feel like they were sort of, you know, trying to. All these all these kids come to school because they love movies, mm. you know, movies, and they they want to go make movies, and they sort of they teach you like no no those are those are bad, mm. movies are not good like you want to make you know art you want to yeah. you want to glue butterfly wings to 16 millimeter film you know, yeah. and so I I did I did two semesters of filmmaking, uh, uh you know I was there for four years but I, dropped out three different times. Uh, and you know, so I did super eight and I had 16 millimeters so I can, you know, I can go edit on a steam deck, but that's not going to give me like a job anywhere. Right. You know? Um, and then they, they would, they would say, well, the third and fourth classes of those, you know, the, the, the later semesters, the later years are more like professional stuff where you can learn how a a microphone works and stuff like that. Like digital sort of Yeah. I didn't make it that far. Okay. So, um, this, the movie, you know, that I just made is only like the second thing I ever made with, with sound. And the first thing I made was what, my intern video for when I moved here for the Film Society. Like, I made, you know, so, you know, I don't, um, I had to learn how to, like, level mics and stuff making the movie. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, Yeah, so I guess let's, that's a good segue into this question that I had about what exactly did you learn while in the process of making this movie as far as, you know, technical sort of film stuff and, like, DIY setups and... Yeah,
1: I mean, one of the things, like, I didn't... Plan of making the documentary, it sort of became one. Once it was going to be like a you know uh, a narrative about a guy and his cat. Like I was going to go do that. Uh, kind of like um, there's like a Linklater's first first film. he like I did a super 8 feature called "It's Impossible to Learn and Play Out by Reading Books," okay. which is actually a special feature on the Criterion Slacker, and he even does like a commentary for it. That's really cool. The movie itself, like, watch it with a commentary. Don't watch the movie. <laughs> you know, because it's like you just skip it. Um, <laughs> but watch it with a commentary. It's great. Um, And so I was like, I'm going to go do that, but I'm going to do it in a van with a cat. I'm going to go make a thing about like, you know, being sad. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the tape came and I was like, well, I have to go make a documentary now. And I I realized I'm going to be like the main character of this film after I go and try and carry a movie. I think the shots slowly get better as the film goes on. Yeah, totally. Because I learned like, oh, this this camera looks really cool if you like let it blow out in the windows Mm -hmm. or if Mm -hmm. you like, you know, like how to make the DV look nice, like what looks better and what looks like garbage. Uh, I slowly, you know, I still, don't exactly know how to color balance balance it. You know the auto feature was nice. Mm-hmm. So um, it's interesting because like we we had a colorist come in after the fact and she was like, you know she wouldn't have everything made everything match and I was like no 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 like these these two cameras don't even match themselves because like one's you know much older so the heads are worn down on the tape mm-hmm. and uh, like you don't match them don't make things you know don't if things look tungsten-y, like leave them like that like that's mm-hmm. how it's supposed to be like they were trying to cross-fade, you know the audios and stuff on the, on the on the edits I'm like no no leave those clunky and sharp like they were people were trying to like make it look like more professional more like polished but um sort of i gave myself like a lot of um uh, i guess um wiggle room by like the movie is about a guy who doesn't know how to make a movie yeah so
0: it's well it's it's just really interesting like you say it's uh your technique gets better as the movie goes on so it really is like it never a, gets great it? no 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 it i mean well the story itself is, yeah. is fantastic um, but the, the tech, like the technique and the look aids the story mm-hmm. in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but that process watching you sort of learn and seeing it happen is, is a really, I think another part of the story that we get from, uh, from the film. Mm-hmm. So you had this set up in the car, like you, did you have cameras positioned in the very beginning? Um,
1: yeah, like I, um, there, it didn't make it into the film, but there was, a. I like there's, I had the two dash cams, one on the road and one inside the car. And then I had, um, I took off the headrest of my passenger seat uh-huh. and I mounted a camera with a gorilla pod to that. And so I have lots of shots of me, like driving with one hand, like, you know, yeah. moving, moving the, moving the camera around and like, you know, trying to like drive all shoot, I, I'm surprised it didn't die. Yeah.
0: I'm <laughs> well, there's this whole sequence in the film of um, videos of car crashes yeah. uh, happening. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, that was a weird thing. I, um, you know, when I was not making anything and I was living here to sort of sell on tacos, I had this thing I would do like a lot of nights, which is, I, I think I was in a pretty a pretty bad place. I would just like get some beers and like just watch car crashes and like listen to music and watch car crashes on YouTube. You know, there's thousands of compilations and some of them are, you know, it's always really interesting. It's sort of like, I try to make it into my, my philosophy in a car crash video, you know there's going to be a crash, but you never know which car is going to be the one that like, crashes. Yeah, yeah. So it could be one up ahead, it could be the car that you're in, mm-hmm. you know because a, a car could fly across the highway. you never really know who's going <laughs> to die in this accident. Um, and that's, uh, that's a great way to live, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when I was, um, when I was making the, the movie about a guy and a cat driving around doing nothing, I was like, I'm going to have a scene where there's a guy, me, me, the, the guy, um, at a rest stop you know, at night watching car crashes, like that would be really interesting if a guy was watching car crashes while on a road trip. Like, mm-hmm. what does that say about him? Um, and that just sort of, that was one thing that held over into the actual movie. So what, uh, what did this idea, I mean, y- y-
0: you talked about, uh, Linklater's short a little bit, but it's a feature. It's a, it's a, f- oh, it's a feature. feature.
1: Yeah. And then the commentary he talks about like, you know, it's so funny cause like he would get these shots, you know, he set up the camera, hit the button and he would, walk slowly away from the camera mm-hmm. until he had his shot and he would sprint back. And he is so funny. Like he would have these shots of like, he like, you know, he's like, yeah, I had to cut out all the shot of like me sprinting back to save the faith to save the tape. And I just thought like, that'd be so interesting if you just didn't cut out that shot of you starting running back to turn off the camera. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I want to make the movie about like that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Well in your, in your case, it really shows that you were the only one
1: Yeah. on this film. Yeah. Can you speak to that experience a little bit? So I tried to make a, um, um, a short. My, my friends Ryan and Jane Urban. Um, were trying to make a short uh, that I'd written, and I just sort of felt like I couldn't. Me personally, I couldn't like figure out how to work with a crew because everything I did in college was by myself. Hmm. I couldn't figure out how to like speak to them and like to help them to get me to d- do what I was trying to do. Though Ryan says you know that I could, but I didn't feel like I was able to direct a film. Cause I couldn't control all the moving parts or something. I couldn't figure out how to get the actor to do what I wanted him to do. So I was like, well, I'm just gonna cut out everybody. And just sort of, you know, I can only be responsible for myself and the cat. Yeah. Yeah. And the cat, the cat is there to like make you know that like it is a documentary because like I can't control the cat. He's a, it's not a dog.
0: Well, he is like a character. It's almost like, I mean, it's almost like a buddy road trip film, you know? Um, Yeah. Like a guy with no friends. (laughs) Well, I wanted to talk about the cat actually a little bit because what was, what was that? Was that choice uh, that you wanted another character there
1: sort of like in on the, Experience or yeah, well, I, I moved down here with him. And he was like, you know, six months old, um, and it was just miserable. And I remember, like, uh, for the intern video that I made for the Film Society, I was like, about my first five minutes in Austin, like being in traffic with a cat, mm. and that's the, that's the uh, that's that video. And then, um, and then I was like, you know, I can't carry a film, uh, but the cat certainly could help Mm -hmm. you know like that'll give some some people to look at um also just like he's you know my buddy and i couldn't leave him behind yeah yeah so how is acting in your own film it's (laughs) not acting like it is a documentary uh i promise it's not that's i think
0: i think that's the question that i was trying to how do you how do you stay like true to yourself sort of when you know that you're on camera and that you are also in a sense you know you're you're you have every you have control over every every aspect of the film, including yeah. your own sort of a, a appearance. For it was a weird right thing because, like
1: you know, for me, it was like a big like I was trying to have like this emotional thing for myself, but I was also trying to make a film. So I'm yeah. trying to like be there, be present for this, you know, this uh, thing that I'm trying to explore. But I'm also half my brain is like split and like trying to think of what what the camera is seeing. Mm. Like there's like, a, like like the shot at the end, I won't see what happens, but like the shot at the end, I remember it was happening. And I was just like, oh god, I help it. You know, it was a really emotional moment for me, but I was like, I hope the camera is still running. I hope they're still taping the camera. I couldn't like, you know, I'm trying to be there, but I can't, you know, know, it's all in the end. It's all, it all works. Um, The tapes run for an hour and you sort of forget that they're on sometimes. So then I guess to follow up, did did everybody know that you were filming when you were filming or did you? No, uh, (laughs) I know like there's a a scene with Greg at his table. We talked for like 10 minutes and uh, it's not in the, the movie, but at the end of it, he's like, so, are we rolling? Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, we've been going for like 10 minutes. And you, I, I just sort of filmed constantly, because mm-hmm. they're tape. I bought like a bunch of them. Uh, just sort of filmed all the time, nonstop.
0: Was that, let's talk about that decision um, to shoot on the Panasonic, uh, one, what is it, the 100?
1: DVX100B. DVX100B, yeah. yeah. Um, that I just thought, I had like a, I had like a, a shitty computer. I was like, I can't, uh, it was okay, well, it's forgiving, you know, mm-hmm. it's like oh, sort of a tough camera and it's the camera that they use to shoot uh, the puffy chair. So I was like, well, that movie worked, mm-hmm. you know, so I can just do that. Um, you know, like I didn't have the money to go buy a nice camera or I wouldn't even know how to m- use a nice camera. Mm-hmm. And this sort of seems simple and it was just like, you know, tapes are easy. But you had a a different. You had a Leica
0: lens. You you. I mean, or?
1: it's it's uh, it's a camcorder. It's all one piece. Oh, okay. Like, cool. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I mean, I. It's funny that you used that particular camera because I did an interview with. Uh, do you know the, um, like Kyle Mooney? Yeah, that, that yeah, whole, yeah. That whole group? They started off with the that good camera. Good neighbor stuff videos. Yeah, yeah. The good neighbor videos. Yeah, yeah, those are awesome. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> yeah, no, everyone like all the filmmakers that I see they're like yeah, I know that camera. Like I love that camera. Yeah. So like it's just an awesome camera. It's, you know, 15 years old and right. it's a, uh, such a pain in the ass. Like <laughs> to, to import, like, you know, I can't, um, there's shots that I wanted to replace, like, you know, some close-ups of like inserts and stuff that I wanted to replace, but like the, um, process of like getting the tape off the camera and into the computer, uh, broke by the end of the film. Damn. So I like
0: was stuck with it. How much, uh, did you like sort of budget yourself for your equipment?
1: Um, I actually have, I have this receipt paper at home, uh, like some from my, from when I was at work on break, I was like, did a budget, like, you know, I'm like hundred bucks for Mike, hundred bucks for this. And then I looked at it recently and the math is all wrong. Like, <laughs> I didn't, know, like, <laughs> um, so, uh, I worked one guy qu- at my job. One, I, I saw tacos. Yeah. One guy quit one day and all of a sudden there was a bunch of hours that needed to be covered and so I worked like 110 hours in two weeks and I got like a really nice paycheck and then I just dumped it all and stuff. I was like, what do I need? Like, you know, I was like, I need two shotgun mics, I need some some cables, I need some tripods. Um, I bought some, you know, uh, dead, the dead cats, I, I never used them.
0: The, wait, the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I uh, never used those but I was just like, well, uh, you know, what do people who make films buy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you, did you have, like,
0: any sort of resource that you were looking at to Yeah, nofilmschool.com. You yeah, should check it out. Okay, well, get yeah. to, here's a good site. Yeah, <laughs> now
1: just Google, like, well, the best shotgun mic that's cheap, mm-hmm.
0: you know? Life happens in 360 degrees, and now, on Vimeo.com, so do your videos. Now you can upload, watch, and even sell your 360 videos on Vimeo. Vimeo 360 means immersive eye candy, immersive adventures, and immersive storytelling from the world's best filmmakers. Plus, Vimeo has tons of helpful resources for all experience levels. You can learn how to shoot, how to edit, and even get roundups of the best 360 video gear. Join the new home for 360 video at vimeo.com slash 360. Where did you buy the equipment? Where did you, how did you go about tracking down what you
1: needed? Um, eBay for the, for the cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I bought the one with Greg and then I had to buy the same one again. Uh a much So you had two uh you had how many cameras did you have total? Two of the DVX and then two dash cams. Mm-hmm. Uh apparently there's no like American market for dash cams, so okay. you got to buy them all from China. Huh. So I found some with that had um LCD screens so I could see the shot, which not all of them have. Um and then they I was like leaving like, you know, Friday and they were held up at customs. They wouldn't they weren't coming. Hmm. And so I was like, well, I might just I have to admit that the whole part of the film, which is going to ruin the dash cam car crashes thing. I was like, that was a big part of it, but they, they came, they were pieces of crap. So they like, <laughs> like, you know, you'll notice like half of the film, they stopped appearing because they stopped working, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but the audio is nice. Like the audio, uh, we used the audio on the film. Like mm-hmm. it worked well enough. Um, yeah. What did you use for the audio? Just two shotgun mics? Two shotgun mics. Like, yeah. On the, uh, on the, on the thing. You huh. know, so there's some, uh, they didn't have even have like a nice mount, had like some, uh, old mounts that there's some occasional like popping and stuff that happens but i think it works mm. um so i had those two i bought the two gorilla pods the big ones with the nice ball heads those are awesome i, d- I bought two wheel tripods that i'd never even used okay um well it's good to be prepared yeah i was just like i, I don't know what i need i'm just gonna buy everything yeah so microphones cameras tripods uh oh about an led light yeah lights I want to no, know just a little, uh, hot shoe, uh, just, uh, just one,
0: yeah. not, not like a panel or anything, just like a little, like a little LED, like panel, the size of like, a, you know,
1: mm-hmm. um, I don't think I ever used that either. Okay. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, bought everything I thought I might need and then I was broke and I, um, had to go and get a credit card to make the film, mm-hmm. uh, had to go buy a van. Yeah. That that's crazy. Yeah. The van. So my, I like call Greg on, uh, in the first scene on like the 16th of September, mm-hmm. two days later is my birthday the 18th of September, and I'm like going out to um, the other side of Texas, which is a big state Yeah. Uh, to make a music video in my van with 200,000 miles that was gonna be the whole point of the film. And it broke down in the middle of nowhere, and I left it in the desert. Uh, we got back, um, this family was coming there, and they picked us up in their RV because they had left it behind in a similar situation. Hmm. And we rode back with them, and they were like, they were, they were their own movie, for sure, they could have been. Yeah. Um, and so I had to like, go buy a new van. I was like, I was attached to the Honda Odyssey for the vehicle, like, yeah, that's how I, that's that was where the idea came from. And so I went to the credit union, I got like a like a loan for, yeah. which was like, at the time, I was like, this is the most adult thing I've ever done, by far. You know, I'm gonna go buy a van by myself. Like, I don't have, like, a co-setter, no. Like, I'm just gonna go do it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know. I, I think I accidentally like became an adult making this movie.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, a, I mean, I think uh, making a movie is you know I was at a Gareth Edwards keynote yesterday and he, or maybe it was two days ago. God, I don't know. Days here
1: are just but he's blurring into each other. I get him and the the guy that did the, the raid confused. They have like, similar he, names. I,
0: it's I think. Oh no, no yeah, they are
1: different people. Yeah, um, there's the monsters similar. guy and there's the yeah, raid guy. It's
0: monsters guy who did Rogue One. Yeah, um, but he was Gareth talking, Edwards and Who did? I don't. I. They, I feel like they have the same exact name. <laughs> yeah. But... Some so people are like at home pissed right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> if you know, if you know their name, chime in, let us know. Um, but I, he said, you know, like you should never feel like a film was a failure. Like, you did it. If you made a movie, you've done it, you know? You've
1: be, you've done this journey, you've become an adult. Yeah. Um, I did for sure think it was a failure the whole way up there. I was like, I am not getting anything I need to get. I don't know even what I'm trying to do. I thought it was a failure like the whole way back home. I thought it was a failure the first, like, six months. It wasn't really until, like, you know, uh, until Glenn came on, my, my producer, that I was like, okay, this is not, like, a bad idea of a movie. Mm. So
0: let's uh, talk about, actually, how much footage did you get? In the- uh,
1: 55 hours of Ta- tape. Okay. And then, like, the dash cams just rolled the whole time. So, like, 200 hours of dash cams. Uh, until they broke. Jesus. Um, they were... Uh, so... You know, I didn't even like, I, I had to like mentally remember, like, oh, when it happened on the camera that I can like, on the dash cam that I can go look for. It. So I, because I couldn't view the whole thing. Right. But the, the tape, you have to like sit there and like watch it hour by hour. Mm-hmm. Every hour it takes an hour to import. Were you logging any of the, yeah. So like stuff? The, t- the two months after the trip, I just sat there in my room like importing tape and like drinking beer like for hours. That's, I mean, that's Which just, is, you know, <laughs> I don't think made it like, it's, I'm supposed to like make this journey and like get out of this, this thing I was in, but like I just had to go relive it again for two months. So I think I just felt, Deeper into this mm. into this hole, mm-hmm. I was you know I wouldn't want to do that again. But I also really like loved that. I you know I mm-hmm. filled up a uh, legal pad full of notes, and like you know they are all out of order because I was, like when I took a tape out, I just tossed it in the bag. <laughs> so it was like a, a, like random like oh you know there's some parts that were really hard to watch. And I was like cause I had to get used to hear my own voice and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know I never ever ever wanted to be on camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the record, okay. I, you know people like people like yeah you like you you love filming yourself like no that's not true I don't want to yeah I didn't want to do this, um yeah it was it was really interesting I don't like if I'm making a movie I don't think I want to do it on tape I think that's I'm done with that no. I, <laughs> I,
0: I was actually gonna ask like you know what why do you think tape has died because um, it's a pain in the ass yeah
1: <laughs> it's, do you yeah. think
0: it's complete like I mean I was very impressed that you were able to make an entire hour and a half feature out of this, yeah. you know, like using that format. Because I was just talking with my dad. I'm actually going on a road trip uh, in like three weeks. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to like where, borrow. Where are you going? Going across like from, from New, New York, York to, to LA, like the entire, oh, yeah. the entire gambit. And I want to get a camera and like do basically what you, you can, did. You can borrow one. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's what I'm trying, from you? Sure. Oh, would that be awesome. Um, All right. so, <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about that, okay, yeah. <laughs> talk about that later. Um, but yeah, but my dad asked me, you know, like, do you want to borrow my camera? it's like 15 years old we it's on tape like is that something that you can use and i was just kind of like no like not not really like i have to be using these mirrorless cameras or like these dslrs to
1: really get practice yeah, i guess I, I, I never liked the way the dslrs look mm-hmm. like the dv like has a lot of character because it's like it's garbage <laughs> yeah. and, you know so this, this looks interesting um but yeah no, I've, never, I've never been a fan of the way that uh, like a DSLR stuff looks.
0: Did you have to, what was sort of like getting the picture in that sense? Like, is it, uh, is all this sort of measuring ISO and aperture, is that all the
1: same with using tape or is I don't it, know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. Um, you know. You know, you have a little view screen. You're like, well, this looks all right here. Cool. I remember like, my, like the first when I was like, you know, trying to learn how to use a camera in my backyard and like looking at the footage I got, I was like, well, holy crap, none of this. I don't even know how to make things look nice. I learned how to use it mm. slowly but surely. Yeah, um, you know, I shot some music videos later on for some friends of mine, and like
0: also on the Panasonic. On the, yeah,
1: yeah, they were like, they were like, oh, you know, we want a video, <laughs> but like this is a four three, like yeah. this doesn't look very good, like this. And the problem is now, now their videos look like they're like fifteen years old. Yeah. So they look like they've been around forever, which I don't know if they want that. Well, but it's, ca- do. it's
0: it has character, like, you, you know, said. like,
1: like VHS, like for like punk videos, like makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, this is like a, a, like a blue, like a bluegrass band. Okay. They don't want like a, you know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe like 16 millimeter for them. I don't know.
0: So then how did you go about getting this thing produced?
1: Uh, Instagram. Instagram. You know, I'm not like super savvy on that. Somehow huh. it just happened. I was like, you know, I really i was so i was trying to edit the public access studio they have a nice um thing down there like you know you can they'll teach you how to use the equipment and they'll give it to you as long as you give them something to make out of it you know okay um so i was down there trying to edit and it was never going to happen because it was just uh, such a slow process and they were only open for like six hours a night on like four nights a week it was mm-hmm. never going to get finished um and so i started like reaching out to people like i was trying to find you know like um i emailed Gallo. He didn't reply. Uh, met some people in town, didn't like them. They didn't like me, I don't think, didn't, didn't go well. And then um, one day I, put, I was in my bedroom drinking and I taped my cell phone to my ceiling fan and I turned it on some motion mm-hmm. and I posted it on Instagram and then somehow this huh. guy, Glenn Zipper, liked the video even though I don't have any hashtags or anything. I'm not, I'm not even sure how he found it. He liked it and he liked some of my other stuff and then he followed me and I was like, hey, look at this trailer, Like, what do you think? Like. You know, and he's like, well, uh, what is it? You know, do you have something I can see? Do you have the film? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, like this trailer is the first thing I've done with it. And it took me like, you know, five months to even get this much done. He's like, well, how about this? I'll send you a computer and you can edit on at home. And then in return, I'll be your producer. And I was just like, maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe like I was like, I didn't really know who he was or even what that meant. I was like, what does that producer do? Yeah. And he's like, well, we do everything else that you don't want to do. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, that, that sounds great. Which is true, yeah, like you know, there's like filmmaking. You can all the camera and stuff, and then everything else so you still have to do it yourself up up into that point. And so, uh, and then I sent him like uh, thirty minutes of like uncut footage, mm-hmm. like an idiot. Like he sent me the computer, and I was like, "Hey, check out this raw footage. Like you're gonna love it." Yeah. He, he was like, "This is, you know, I'm he's like he said, quote, I'm going to have to spin this." I'm like, "No, you're not." <laughs> like, and. Uh, so that, you know, sort of cooled him off a little bit on the project. And then, um, I went and edited it for like, you know, five, four, five months. I took out a loan from the same bank Thanks. that gave me the car, yeah. uh, to pay myself for a month and a half to edit full time. Cool. Um, I'm still paying that off. It was like an ensuite, like a personal loan. Like it was like a 14% interest rate or some ridiculous thing. Damn. Um, which I know, I know what that means now, you mm. know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's high. It's very high. Um, Yeah, and I just like stayed in my room for uh, several months and just worked all the time. And then, you know, a week before South by Deadline, I sent them a two and a half hour long cut. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, this is nice. It's too long. Mm -hmm. We're going to get you an extension and we're going to get it down to like, you know, more manageable time. And we did like an hour and a half now. Yeah. Which is crazy. It was three and a half hours of, you know. Well, it's a lot of footage. Yeah, it's a lot of footage. And it's mostly just a guy driving, you know. (laughs) The movie is The Brown Bunny with like a cat. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. no, no blowjob. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Sorry, yeah. guys. If you're looking for blowjobs, this is not the film for you. Um, uh, so then Maybe uh, be the next one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, <laughs> the uh, Okay. So then how, what was the timeline there as far as like getting the producer, getting the edit done and getting into South by?
1: I think uh, Glenn sent me the computer. I got it the July 4th weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Last year? Yeah. Wow. And then the deadline for South By was October 20th. I think I sent him the first cut October like 16th. Okay. And then he got his extension all the way to December 20th. And so then we did, like, we did like seven more cuts, like back and forth, emailing. Never talked on the phone. He thinks hmm. we did, but we never talked on the phone. <laughs> Until we got in, he called me like when we got in, uh, which was the day before Valentine's Day, we finally got in. Wow. And um, so it was, you know, and then, so once we submitted and uh, there was like a month long gap where I just had nothing to do, which was awesome. Like, I, cause I felt like accomplished, like like I can now I can relax a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. For the first time since I started making the film, I was like, able to like, I can watch, I can play a video game, I can like watch a movie and like not feel like I should be working instead. Right. Uh, the video store in town had a nice deal. I love video for 50, 50 bucks they gave you unlimited rentals for two months oh shit uh, like five at a time and I just like I just like crushed like a little curriculum like cause nice. I never like watched documentaries before I made this so mm-hmm. I had like go and like learn about stuff so I can and well, things like this I can talk about documentaries yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: now <laughs> what were some of the documentaries that you watched? Um, Harlan, Harlan County
1: USA yeah. which is in Kentucky and I'm from Kentucky so that was really cool mm-hmm. I had no idea it's like a third world country in eastern Kentucky mm-hmm. um, I don't know stuff like that stuff like that <laughs> stuff like, <laughs> um, cool Maisel's Brothers and stuff you know Salesman. Salesman? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, things like that. Cool.
0: Now that you've made your first feature, um, you know, you just said it was nice because you had some time to relax. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you feel? Like, was it the cathartic sort of moment or experience that you wanted?
1: I was at this interview, and they were like, what was the most exciting part of the journey? And I was like, there's nothing exciting on the journey. Like it was miserable. Mm. Um, so the most exciting part was getting the South by, you yeah, know? yeah. Like the catharsis came, I guess, uh, there's not necessarily any catharsis in the film, maybe a little bit at the end, but like it really came in reality, like I think yesterday. Okay, You're all right. Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at the premiere, right? Yeah, it was wild. Um, you know, people want to interview me and talk to me and stuff, it's, um, it's crazy. I like I was, you know, s- selling tacos. I was delivering tacos. I had to be there at five AM yesterday. Yeah. Delivering tacos downtown. Uh and I, you know, clocked out at one and then I went to the premiere <laughs> at three forty five. <laughs> it's a it's a trip. Um, so yeah, you know. Now I can uh move on, I guess. Yeah. It's the book is closed. Well, what is the next move? Um after I imported all the tape, uh, you know, uh, really in a Lowest low place. Um, I met the devil himself. Okay. Yeah. Who's that? I can't tell you, but I'm gonna go find him. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'm, gonna, a- I'm gonna check him down. I'm gonna find him. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna exact my revenge. So
0: wait, this is someone you met on your trip? Yeah. Okay.
1: No, uh, here in town. Oh, here in town. Yeah. And I really don't want to say anything else because he might be listening. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, probably not. He probably has n- no real, like, re- recollection of me of it all, but yeah, I'm gonna go find him. Is it a doc or a feature? It's, or I mean a Docker narrative. Um, you know, I, I don't, I never really liked hybrid films, but I think it's going to be a little bit of both. Okay. Just cool. cause like, you know, like reenactments sort of, mm-hmm. cause like there's, you know, I'm going to something like that, Some, something like that, you know, will this uh, one be on a Panasonic? No, I was talking <laughs> to my producers last night and they're were like, we're going to get you like a, a real camera. And I was oh, like, yeah. Oh shit. Like, can you guys show me how to use it? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like well, we'll get you like three lenses. And I was like, I'm like a one lens kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome, man. Uh, it's wild. Well, congrats on that. I mean, that's enough right there. Just the fact that you have someone backing your next feature. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, this film, there's a lot of like, you know, I can't do the, uh, fumbling thing anymore. I can't do the hapless guy. Mm. like, I don't think people would like accept that. Like, you know, you need to grow up and learn how to make a movie for once. Mm. So I gotta, I gotta, um, get better. Yeah. Well, keep like filming
0: stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then I guess I'll just close out this whole thing by asking, I mean, you're, uh, having just gone through it, um, do you have any advice for, or like if you had a best piece of advice for uh,
1: anyone who's trying to make a movie. Yeah, this is like, when I was interning, uh, one of the programmers at AFS, uh, Lars Nielsen, he's like, so what, do you, what are you in Austin for? I was like, well, I wanna make movies. He's like, well, are you making movies? And I was like, no. He's <laughs> like, well, that doesn't, that's not how you do it. Like, He's like, you should go buy a camera and you should go make documentaries. Hmm. Like that, you know, learn how it works, and like learn how to tell a story, and then do that. And that is what I did. Yeah, and that's why we're here right now. It's like I bought a camera, and I went out and I made a movie. Yeah, go outside and you know, make a documentary about somebody. Like it's, it's, you can do it by yourself. You know, you don't need a crew. Uh, if you want to make a narrative, you know, thing with actors and stuff, that's that's harder. I don't have any advice for you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I, I failed at that, but uh, hopefully, I'll learn at some point. Yeah, just go outside and do it. What
0: uh? Just a follow-up question then. Like, where do you get the inspiration for these documentaries? You know what I mean. Like, where do you find the source material?
1: Um, let bad things happen to you. Okay. You know, go out there and like live a life and, uh, you know, talk to homeless guys, stuff yeah. like that. You know, yeah. like talk to guys at bars. Mm-hmm. Talk to you know, muscle men. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, great, man. Yeah. It it's great talking to you. Thank you. Good podcast. All right. Cool. <laughs> good luck with the rest of your uh, trip here. Hey, or, thanks, I man, mean, you I live that. here, so yeah, yeah.
1: I'm, I, you know, I'm gonna go home after this and then take a bath. Cool. Thanks <laughs> for <I'll laughs> like having me on. No problem. We'll see you later.
0: Thanks for listening, guys. Be sure and come back next Monday to check out the next in our South by Southwest interview podcasts. As you can tell, we got some really good stuff. There was just a bunch of solid movies and a bunch of really great filmmakers who were very good at getting across their own individual paths to what it took to getting their film made. In addition, be sure and tune in to Indie Film Weekly this Thursday, and if you like the show, keep on giving us love on iTunes, and make sure and subscribe so you get every single episode of the No Film School podcast directly to your phone without even having to go to a site or anything and download them. Cut out the middleman. I'm John Fisco. You can follow me on Twitter at Jim underscore John underscore Jim. You can follow No Film School on Twitter at No Film School. And I will see you on Thursday. Thanks.